this episode, I am in my car driving. So whatever noise you hear in the background, you know why. I'm going to be sharing with you my journey in buying this big, huge house in Southern California, the mistakes that I made with my clients, but all the things that I learned about myself and people in the process. Enjoy. Most people wonder how a 27-year-old girl got this huge house in Southern California. How the heck did I manage to get this? And I'll share with you in this episode how I did. So it was really, it was really crazy because at the time when I was, you know, just doing my thing, working on my business, my partner Zach and I had our own little place. It was a house in Bonzel in this cute little agricultural town in North County, San Diego. We loved it. It was on an acre and it was great. We were enjoying our time. This was the first house that we got together. That was right around when we first got into a committed relationship. So everything was going really great and I was getting really, really good at my job as a Tantra educator, as an escort. I was on top of the world. I'm like learning about how to make money, learning about how to communicate. I was feeling very, very powerful. And so I met a client one day that came over. He was an older man, much older, in his 70s. And he was really sweet. He was really nice. He brought me flowers, you know, Hawaiian flowers. Super sweet. Um, And I asked him questions about his life. I got to know him. And he was really nervous and shy. And I helped ease him into that. He came for a Tantra session and... Once I got to know him, I found out that his he's in a lot of pain and his wife passed away a couple years ago. He was the only or she was the only woman that he has ever been with in his whole life. He was married to her since he was a teenager and then when she died, his whole world came crashing down. So I held space for him and I listened and You know, I helped guide him to feel feelings in his body, to connect with those feelings. And it was such a beautiful session. He wanted to come back again. He came back again and we started seeing each other regularly for sessions. He would come back and you know what? I decided to reach out to him after that and offer him my month long package of committing to one month of seeing me once per week at a specific time for a couple hours. He loved that idea. He hopped on board. We did that. And everything was going great. I was giving him homework assignments. I was, you know, having him do different exercises when he got home. And then the next week he would come back and report to me how it went. So he was making a lot of progress in his life. You know, his his life was starting to blossom finally. And he was telling me how women are coming up to him and wanting to be around him, even younger women. And just things are happening in his life that had never happened before and you know I wasn't that surprised because I knew that because he's around me he is he's around my energy he's around my presence I knew that was going to have an effect on him and the effect and the people that were around him 
we're starting to notice that change in him, which is a really positive change. He started opening up more in his voice and he was going up to women and, and you know, that was his homework was to really get out there in the world because he was very shy. So I helped him open up in his voice and get connected to his body. He started getting confidence and started feeling sexy. I was so proud. I was like, yes, this is so awesome. I'm so happy to hear how much this is helping you. And, and it makes me feel so good that I'm here on this man's journey with him. It was like my, I mean, it felt like my dream client. Like that is how I wanted my clients to be all of my clients however that wasn't always the case <laughs> anyways so while we're working together during this month I just so happened to you know go I don't know what I was doing but I went on the internet and I was like you know it was late at night that's when I'm in my creative zone and I went online and I was like looking around. I was like, I wonder what, you know, houses around here look like. I got inspired because I wanted, you know, that was something that was always in the back of my head. Like, yeah, I would love to have a home and, you know, to have a home that I own and I could do what I want with it. That would be really nice. And I was starting to get paid a lot more from offering these month-long um, commitments. So if it was feeling, I was feeling more confident financially. And... I ran across an ad on just, I forgot what it was called, rent, rent.com or not rent or something, real estate, Zillow, whatever it was. And I found this amazing, beautiful house, which I thought was not real. And I was like, there's no way. This is so beautiful. It looks like a castle. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. This really exists. And I looked at the pictures and I just looked and looked at the pictures. I was soaking it and I was like, hmm, I want to go see it. You know, I, I really want to, I started getting all these ideas in my head of what I could do with a house like that. I was like, oh my gosh, I could, I could have this place be an event, a, an event space, a, a place for retreats, for events, for workshops, because my partner and I work in the field of relationship or relationship coaches you know, we have been to lots of different workshops and events, and that's actually where we met. We met at a snuggle party, so, like, we're very into that, and we, and I got really excited about the house. My, my partner, on the other hand, was like, you know, okay, I'll, you know, go check it out with you, but I'm not really, like, I, I'm not really that excited about getting this giant house. <laughs> um, that's, like, a lot of responsibilities, all this stuff. And at the time, by the way, I had no money. I had no money at all. So, <laughs> I mean, not in, definitely not enough to get a house, to, this huge house, you know. And the, the price was listed when I found it was it was eight eighty eight, eight hundred eighty eight thousand. So you obviously need a huge down payment for a house like that. Um, anyways, so my partner drove with me. We were driving in the car. We're gonna go see this house. It's in Fallbrook. We're like driving up this mountain and it's it's curvy roads, beautiful, scenic, spacious, gorgeous. And we couldn't find it. We're like, we're supposed to see the house. I can't find it. There was a realtor that was meeting us at the house to show us. And I'm like, I can't find the darn house. <laughs> and we were looking for 20 minutes. We got lost. These roads are really confusing. We got lost for 20 minutes. And my partner's like, you know what? Let's just turn around. Let's just go back home. Like, 
if I can't if I can't find it in one more minute, we're gonna turn around. I'm like, no, you have to find it. I have to see this place. <laughs> and so magically, we ended up finding it. Oh gosh, we we made it, and we got there. I got inside. My eyes were just glistening and sparkling, and oh my gosh, it seems like. You know, when I was little, I had a, a big Barbie doll castle house. It was like two times the size of me. It was huge. I could even fit inside of it. And it just reminded me of that. I remember <laughs> I love that Barbie house. Long story short, I'm sold. I'm sold on this house. I wanted. I was on a mission. I'm like, yes, this is perfect for what we're doing. I want to do this. Like, I was telling my partner how amazing this will be. He really wasn't sold. <laughs> to be honest, he was like, eh. He's there, like, in the house, in the viewing of the house with me. And he's like, it looks kind of. He's like, I've been in. He's been in mansions before. My my partner has been in real mansions before. Um, at, when he worked for Ty Lopez and uh, huge like in West Hollywood really big high quality and he was like kind of tapping on the floor like oh, this is like kind of half to this house it, it looks really cool but like when you look at the structure of it it's really not that well made it was kind of like a half done project but I didn't care I mean I think this place looks awesome it's so cool very very unique architecturally gorgeous like cement moldings around the doors and the windows and it really it actually looks like a castle but my partner thought it looked like some Disney fairy tale castle that wasn't really really real <laughs> anyways I don't care I was like I don't care I like it um I love it I'm in love and so I shared that with my client I said I shared with him my vision and I'm like hey you know well, first, what happened is he mentioned to me the next time we saw each other, he's like, you know, I saw that you offer year-long um, experiences, like a year-long relationship on your website. And I was like, yes, I do. I put that up there. I put it up there, and it said 120000 That's for a year, which is, geez, cough, cough. That's not very much, by the way. <laughs> Okay, that's not very much. That's like an average job. But, you know, the work that I do is really intense. You know, working one-on-one -on -one with someone and their feelings and their emotions. That's a lot. So, obviously, now my price would not be that for a year. Honestly, I wouldn't even do a year with someone because, you know, I'll, I'll share more about that in another, another episode probably. I wouldn't do a year with someone because it's just not necessary. Especially with the nature of my job because things like attachments can happen and you know if you if you can't make progress in you know three to six months max six months like some something's up you should probably look into that anyways so I had a year I wasn't thinking I thought like oh year you know whatever I didn't think anyone was gonna want to do it but he mentioned it to me and I was like oh you know um well, I, I found this beautiful house and I, and I, while I was telling him this story, I was crying and I was opening up my heart and, and it was authentic. It wasn't real. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't a fake cry, like, oh, please help me. You know, it was an actual cry. Like I want this for the world so bad. I, I want people to feel safe. I want people to feel confident. I want people to have the experience you're having with me 
you know, he's, he's crying with me all the time. He's having all these breakthroughs. Like, I want this house to be about that, not, not just fun. And you can have gatherings and events that are fun, but also growth-oriented and educational and, and a place where people feel seen and heard and understood. And while I was telling him the story of my vision of what I wanted, which I called Evolutionary Love Academy. My partner and I uh, created that together. I was like, I want to make the Evolutionary Love Academy there. And this is the perfect house for it. And I showed him the house. And that day, I was like, well, you want to come see it with me? And he's like, yes. I want to, you know, yeah, let's go see it. And I, I was like, I want to show you it. Because I feel like I'm showing you pictures, but it's not It's not really giving you that feeling of, of it. So I, I, we got in the car together. We drove to the house. We just walked around outside because we couldn't get in, but walked around outside. I showed it to him, and he's like, wow, and he, he took pictures in front of me, and he's like, this is beautiful, and he cried with me. He, he cried with me because he really felt my emotions in that moment and, and the passion and commitment that I had in my vision and how badly I wanted this for women, for women, for men, to actually feel, to actually understand each other, you know, um, I have a strong belief that we were never taught, based off of all the experience I've had, that as children we were not properly taught how to be in relationship with each other, how to understand each other, how to communicate with each other, how to listen to each other, how to express our desires, our sexual desires, like our, you know, who we are as human beings, you know, our nature, all of that stuff. And so this was a big deal for me. This was a huge deal for me. And uh, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to have a team and I wanted my client to be a part of that team and to, to be an investor in this. And he wanted to do that too. However, here's the hiccup now. So he was saying he wanted to do that. However, what was happening in his head was something a bit different than what I was, you know, intending. I was like, okay, you're a team. You're part of my team. We're going to do this. You know, I'm your coach. And why don't we do the year? And then when we do the year, you don't have to pay... 120 I'll make it 100k for a year I'll give you a little discount and let's do this so after some ups and downs and it took a while for this to to for him to actually pay me for the year but it happened and uh he paid me and we're like okay we I made up a contract that said all the things that we're gonna you know do I'm gonna help him find a woman in his life I'm gonna help him heal from his wife's death it's going to be this whole beautiful transformational experience. And um, and that's what we signed out on. And I said on the paper, like, the 100K is for that, is for coaching. It's not, it's not for anything else. It's for coaching. Um, and what I choose to do with that is what I choose to do. And he already knew that I'm going to put it down for the down payment on the house. So I did that. And I also, at the same time, I had another client that I'm working with who I was doing a month long with at the same time. It's funny because they have the same name. It was just so weird. They had the same name. It is <laughs> a different version of the same name. And I told him about this story and what I'm doing. And he 
he cried with me. Like, I was, I mean, it was just amazing to see what you can really do when you transfer this feeling of emotion um, and passion to someone else. Like, money is not even a thing to them anymore. They will give you everything that they have. And, you know, they didn't give me everything they have, but they gave me a huge chunk of it. And my other client gave me... Uh, 60k actually more it was 80k um he gave me 80k and that all went towards the down payment getting the house all that stuff and I made it work within a month I owned the house pretty amazing right pretty awesome going from zero to owning a huge million dollar house I mean it was up on the market for a million before before I found it, they had it on the market for 1.2. However, they couldn't sell it, so the price kept going down. Luckily, I found it and I got it for way less. However, the the value of the property is really, really high, being in Southern California. So I'm sitting here in awe, like, oh my gosh, I got the keys to the house. However, the problem started when. A day before we were going to sign closing documents for the house, like it was final document time tomorrow, he called me, it was evening time, I was just, you know, excited, and he called me, and he was like, hey, you know, I talked to the realtor, and he said that it's best that I'm on the title of the house, and I was like, my stomach clenched, and I felt in my whole body, like, Based off of all the conversations we had, everything we talked about, like, I was the queen of the castle, like, this castle's mine, he even said it in his own words, like, this house is yours, and to hear him say that was, I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea, so I told him right there over the phone, I said, you know, I'm actually a bit worried about that, because, you know, that could create problems, and issues in the future. I, I shared with him for about five minutes. I shared with him why I don't think that's a good idea. But at the same time, I was so excited to get this house. I was really, really excited to have this house. And, and so I overlooked that feeling, gosh darn it, in myself that was telling me to say no to him when he said that. And I said yes. I ended up saying, okay, you know, as long I asked him, as long as, you know, this is my house, you know, as long as I I own the house and it's mine. And and that's not gonna be compromised in any way at any point in time and or taken away from me because of anything. And he's like, Oh yes, this is your house, this is yours. And I trusted him. Silly me, I trusted him. Even though I've only known this man for about a month, I trusted him to own my house. I mean, that's crazy. Right there is the mistake. You know, I wish I had my guardian angel to smack me over the head. And I really wish at the time what should have happened was my partner, my life partner, being there for those conversations because he met my partner. Like, my partner was not out of the picture in this. He, him and my partner met face to face. We all hugged together. We were all in this together. We chatted about it. You know, so my partner wasn't like some mysterious person. He was a part of this whole process between me and my client the whole time. 
However, in that, in those critical conversations like that, my partner should have been present because this is not just about me. This is about my partner too, because my partner's connected to me. My partner lives with me in the house. My body was telling me that I am going to regret this later. It's going to be a bad idea. And I knew that my partner, Zach, would not be okay with this. So I didn't really tell my partner until it came up way later after we already signed closing documents when it came up in a conversation of like oh my partner said this is you know this is your house so you have nothing to worry about and I'm like well you know Jackson is technically on the title he's like oh he is on the title I'm like uh yes so I, I really did sweep it under the rug because I knew that my partner would be like uh no that's not a good idea and I felt that if I I thought that if I told him this then it would stop me from getting the house which could have been very true however I didn't listen to myself I was sweeping things under the rug and you know it led to a lot of problems later on um within the next six months after that it was you know problem after problem and issue you know with the co-owner not doing things as he had promised so the issue really came up one right there when I didn't listen to my intuition I didn't listen to my body and what I knew was right which was I'm the only one on the title if anything it's just me and my my partner Zach because we're committed to each other for life not my client okay my client and I only have a year-long agreement of me helping him that is not marriage that is not being in a relationship um not a not a romantic committed relationship like marriage it's definitely not that it's it's a client practitioner relationship but it's not something that would warrant me being on and owning a house with him a terrible terrible idea I found out later that you know from attorneys and things telling me like yeah it's never a good idea to own property to own houses to really own anything with anyone you are not very committed to like you're married you're you know you're gonna get married you're in a committed relationship live together all of that stuff and I'm like yeah you know I really I really was so excited about the house and the vision that I overlooked that and unfortunately um, once we signed closing documents I went and thanked him we, we so we got we arrived at the day of closing documents signing all the closing documents a stack of paper practically up to the ceiling so we're sitting there with the realtor with the you know the other woman that has the papers and with the loan officer and so we're sitting there signing papers and afterwards after we sign all the papers everything's complete like the house is mine uh well half mine because I'm the 50 50 co-owner he's the other half then I went and walked him to his car and I said thank you thank you you know for doing this you know doing this journey with me joining me on this journey and uh, helping me out with this this is more than I could have ever dreamed possible 
And then he sat and looked at me and he started crying. He started just bursting into tears. And he's like, you know, I, di I didn't want to tell you this before you got the house because, you know, I really wanted you to get the house, but I can't move into the guest house and help with the mortgage. When that's what we agreed to, mind you, we agreed very clearly and specifically that he is going to come and help. And he even said yes to it. He's like, yes, I want to help. I, he's like, I'll even pay, you know, more than what the rent for the guest house would be just so that like the whole mortgage is paid for it. You can focus on building your business. That's what we agreed to. And after we signed closing documents, he pulled out and he said, no. So now I'm left with all the bills I'm left with all the mortgage which equals up to about between eight and ten thousand dollars a month so what I thought I was gonna be paying was about you know max like three thousand I'm paying like eight thousand dollars for the whole property that's crazy 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 and in the moment he's crying so he's making me feel bad for him and at the same time, I should be excited because I just got the, my dream house. Like, shouldn't I be so excited telling everyone this is awesome? But I wasn't because he said something that he didn't follow through with. And I was very upset. But I tried, you know, holding that upset in and coming off as every oh it's fine you know like oh that's that's okay Jackson I really did feel bad for him because he was crying you know he really he's really good at making you feel bad for him he's an old old guy and he you know he when he cries it's like oh god the world's ending you know this old man's crying it's really sad and yeah that that did trigger my you know motherly instincts and I was like oh we gave him a hug it's okay you know I'll make I'll make it work out you know as long as you can still help and, you know, when you, like, at least still help, even though you're not going to live in there, please do do what you said and help. However, that never ended up happening. He, he never ended up helping at all. The most that he did was come over and he's like, he wanted, I needed the, the guest house painted on the inside. So he would come over with all these paint colors that I didn't even like. And he would start painting the walls. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I want to hire someone for this, like a professional. You're, you're like almost 80 years old and you're going to paint these 12 foot tall ceilings, like the whole entire guest house. No way. Like that's, I, I don't want you to do that. I want to hire. So can, can you pitch in and help to pay for that? It's going to be like a few thousand dollars. Nope. Didn't happen. Um, so I started noticing this pattern with him is he just wanted to keep coming over to see me but he wasn't doing anything there was no work being done there was nobody being hired he wasn't helping and I'm getting frustrated and because I'm getting frustrated my partner Zach's getting frustrated you know because he's he's with me every day and for him to see me sad and, and frustrated and upset and feeling taken advantage of he was getting upset. He's like, I, I, this is not going to go on any longer. I'm not going to let you, you know, be torn apart by this guy. You know, this isn't supposed to, this isn't what we agreed to. And then, so we would have weekly meetings all together. We would always meet up, you know, every bi-weekly, I believe, and talk about the vision and, you know, get an alignment. So all of us would meet up in the living room and 
it got to the point where he kept doing this, playing this game, and so, you know, we met up at the meeting, and he he was being very hostile towards my partner at this meeting, and so we're like, hey, we gotta, you know, we gotta work on this, and, and my partner and I, we put our foot down. He's like, you know, we gotta either, you gotta help, or you gotta go, because we're stressed out now. We have all these bills to take care of, and that wasn't the intention. It wasn't supposed to be all on us. It was supposed to be a team effort, where we're all doing this together, and he was, he was not being cooperative. He wasn't being cooperative, and he was, he was being negative and hostile towards my partner, as in he's, you know, calling me his muse and, like, all this stuff right in front of my partner and really just putting my partner down. And he did this previously as well. He put my partner down and told me, or he asked me before, oh, what, what is your partner doing? You know, he, he really was trying to insert himself and kick my partner out, and that's not okay because that's the, never what we communicated to him. We were always very clear as to what the agreements are, what the boundaries are, and he took advantage of that, and that's not okay. So we had to kick him out. We had to say, please leave, and he left, and after that, he never came back. But that was the boundary, and it's a hard boundary. It sucks having to put up boundaries like that when it's, it feels like that boundary should have been clear and known way before, which we thought it was, but then at the very, you know, the very end when everyone's frustrated, then you have to put up a boundary. It's usually much harder to deal with because it, it's more painful, you know? The longer that you wait to put up a boundary, the more painful it is, and I realize that I really learned a lesson in boundaries through this client of mine so ever since then ever since then it was it was tough and it was it was a tough road like this guy that was supposed to be investing in everything he was supposed to be my client I he wasn't around anymore and I reached out to him several times. My partner reached out to him and we apologized, you know. Things blew up, things blew up. We expressed anger and frustration, you know. But that's the way we were feeling because I believe in any anyone that is in that kind of situation where they thought they were being supported in many ways and then that support disappears, it's really difficult because it affects your whole life. Our whole living arrangement was affected because of that. Our home, we didn't feel like we had a home because we're so stressed out about paying for all of this stuff by ourselves. This is supposed to be a community. It's supposed to be a mutual effort in creating this empire. And, um, and that failed, you know, that's what it felt like. It's like, oh, it's, you know, it's failing. And it was such a terrible feeling for me because I really believed that, you know, I could trust this person. He was genuine and authentic and he really did want to help. He really did want to be a part of the community um, until I found out that that wasn't what he really wanted. He wanted something completely different. So overall right now what's going on with the house is like I'm still in the house my partner and I are still here but we're we're exiting finally we are we moved out of the house once already and we're moving out again 
This is the second time we moved out, moved back in, and now we're moving out officially because we realized how psychologically and emotionally stressful the house is and it's just not going to go away. So although the co-owner agreed to get off the title of the house and after a year of me making all the payments, which I did, he did not do that. He did not do that. So after, you know, after he got kicked out of the house, not kicked out, but told to leave, um, he got pissed off. So now he's on the title because he's mad. You know, he's like, no, I want, you know, my money. And it's all about money now. It's all about who's this, who's that, you know, and, and we're just tired of it. We're, we're tired of it. We're tired of the stress that it, it has caused. And, um, it's really taken a lot of energy out of us. So we are officially moving out and focusing completely 100% on our business, on what we're doing and how we're really showing up and helping other people in the world and our online platform, our websites and everything like that, our, our channels, YouTube, social media and we strongly believe that's the most important thing to focus on and not the house not just dumping all of our money into a house that's not getting us anywhere and it's co-owned by someone we don't agree with that is not in alignment with us so it's just like it's created so much turbulence because there's someone there's someone that's still connected to us that doesn't agree with us or what we do and actually doesn't like it at all and that really takes a toll so exiting the house is the best thing that we can do and I'm going to say that it's really really hard because as I said earlier it feels as though I failed you know there's part of me that feels bad like oh I could have worked it out it could have worked out it could have been this it could have been that but then I keep telling myself that you know, I keep reminding myself, my, a coach of mine, a business coach that I'm working with right now has given me a lot of advice and what he recommended that I do is have my future self, this powerful future self of me speak to the, the part of me that feels scared, that feels like a failure, um, and what would I say, you know, what would I say to that part of myself? If I had everything that I wanted right now, like my life is pretty great and set up and like I'm not dealing with all this housing stuff. I have, you know, a community of women that I'm helping. If all of that was in, in place right now, you know, what would that version of myself say to this version that is feeling scared and afraid? Well, I would say it's a good choice. It's a good choice to let go because letting go opens you up to something even better. And I would ask myself, like, how many times have you let go of something and it's been really difficult to let go of, but it led to something better. And I can think of handfuls of times where it was hard to let go of a relationship. It was hard to let go of something that I was very attached to, but it also led me to something in my life that was even sweeter, that it was, it, it created even more abundance in my life, more happiness, 
and it felt like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. That has happened a lot. And I know for so many people that has happened as well. I hear it all the time. You know, yes, it's so hard to let go. It's so hard. It's so hard to let go. Um, because it feels like we're doing something wrong. Like, oh, I'm going to regret this later. That's what thoughts come up in my mind is I'm going to regret this later. It feels like that right now because it's emotionally draining and stressful. However, I know for sure that, you know, a few weeks, a month after I get out of the house and everything has settled and cleared out, I'm not holding on to all that baggage anymore. I'm going to feel so much lighter. Like I'm not, I don't have this giant backpack weighing me down and hurting my shoulders affecting my life it's gonna feel so good not only have I been working on letting go of the house and practicing that myself because that is what I preach that is what I tell other people to do and this is truly a lesson in letting go myself so the first time my partner and I moved out of the house it was over the summer it was around June 1st and it was hard. That was really hard. I cried a lot. It was very emotional. I didn't want to leave. I'm like, gosh, this feels terrible. This feels like the wrong choice. But I did it. And we went up to Northern California for a whole month. Um, and with a bunch of crazy stuff going on up there with, you know, riots and all that, you know, it really wasn't that pleasant to be up there alongside with COVID and riots, like, uh, you couldn't really do much. It wasn't, it wasn't great at all. So we were starting to miss the house and, and we love the house so much. It's so beautiful. It's really nice. It's very peaceful and it's out in the, you know, in the mountains. So it's quiet and you have a lot of acreage and you're, you're not smashed in with your neighbors. So in comparison to like a city up in San Francisco, yeah, it's it's a whole different world. So we were missing it. And so we came back to the house, but all of our furniture was gone. Everything had gotten moved out of the house. And uh, But we pulled out our air mattresses and we slept on the floor until we could finally, <laughs> with lots of work, finally get our furniture back because we thought for months that our furniture was stolen by this moving company because we, we weren't hearing from them. They weren't answering us. I'm like, oh God, my all of my things are gone. They're all gone. So I was crying about that. I was crying about the house. I was sleeping on an air mattress for months in my own house. I was feeling afraid to even be in my house because the co-owner wasn't communicating with me. Oh geez. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> that, that was going on. Finally, we got our furniture back. We're like, yeah, we're going to make this work. You know, we, we tried finding people, you know, to move in the rooms. We had some people over. They were super sweet. But it just didn't work out. It didn't work out. We're like, you know, this isn't working out for a reason. Because we know that the house with the cone are on the title still, that it's not, it's still not aligned. You know, the whole situation is just out of whack. And it's never going to fit no matter what we do no matter if we have people move into the rooms we have retreats it won't matter because so long as this man 
my client is on the title of the house being hostile and not communicating and, and not finding ways to connect or agree or work with us like it's just never going to feel good. It's never going to feel good. So the only option that's going to heal this situation is that we walk away. So we made the choice again. We're like, okay, we're going to walk away. And as a matter of fact, we, we were feeling so scared for our life because of the way the co-owner has been communicating with us and his lawyer is super unprofessional, is very hostile, and and it's unclear as well it's it's confusing the way he's speaking to me saying like I should stay in the house like don't leave it's scary I don't know what this man's up to I was fearing for my life that he's gonna come over with a gun he's gonna he has the key to the house I have no idea he knows where I live I don't even know where he lives it's just crazy and so I went to a local gun shop and I got I got registered (laughs) to be a gun holder and um, I got a gun too so I did all this because I'm scared to be in my own fucking house. I'm so scared to be in my own house. That's just ridiculous. Your house. And it's like my house should be something that, a place where I feel absolutely safe. Like that is one place where I feel safe, like I feel protected. You know, I can always come back home. Um, you know, it's my sanctuary. That's important. I mean, not only is, is our body our sanctuary, like our health, our wellness, our well-being, um, but also the place where we're sleeping. That's important for it to feel safe. Um, and it didn't. It didn't feel safe. So that's the journey of the house. Now, what I learned from the house, what I learned from the house is first I learned all about boundaries and just because I have boundaries doesn't mean that I'm not going to get the things that I want if anything I'm going to get more of what I want and I'm going to get respect so I truly believe that if I put up a boundary and I said no to him being on the title of the house that I wouldn't have gotten the house but you know what I believe that is not true I believe that he would have just respected me more, had more respect for me and my partner, and he wouldn't be taking advantage of me and my partner in this whole situation if I had that boundary. And even if I had that boundary and he was like, nope, I'm not going to, well, it would have showed his true colors. It would have showed what he was really intending this whole time anyway, and I didn't have to go through this whole shit show to find that out. (laughs) So it would have been a good thing. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, Boundaries. So the next one is... The next one is inclusion. Making sure that every time I'm meeting with this man, like pretty much, as long as I'm not doing my coaching sessions with him, you know, my partner doesn't need to be there for that every time. But to include my partner even more. Although I, I had my partner there in meetings with all of us and and we all talked and got to know each other he wasn't there enough and he could have been there more and he could have been you know it could have been way more clear like my partner is going to be around and and if you don't like that this isn't a good fit that's another form of a boundary but it's also inclusion 
because it's like my partner's gonna be here you know and if you are trying to get me alone trying to marry me trying to be in this whole like monogamous like weird thing where you're capturing me and trapping me in this house like that's just not gonna happen and it would have been so much more clear if my partner was around more and he was in the conversations with us because it wouldn't have gone down the road of him taking advantage of the situation and thinking of us as oh we're weak we're stupid you know your partner's stupid because he lets you do what you do you know and so there was all these judgments and that wouldn't that just wouldn't have have that wouldn't have happened and it wouldn't have flied if (laughs) if it was all about us meeting together most of the time majority of the time um the next part would be that well my partner actually gave me this advice he said right now with the internet online real estate virtual real estate is actually more powerful than real real estate virtual real estate is very valuable right now and you can acquire a lot of you can connect with a lot of people you can become very powerful on the internet because you're reaching countries you're reaching the whole entire world and that's very powerful versus a real estate if we were to just focus on the real estate the the retreat you can only reach so many people that way there's only so many people that are going to come to the retreat center physically it's not as powerful it's not as powerful to start with that and i totally agree i totally totally agree and he was telling me me this throughout the whole process I feel terrible because I wasn't listening to him. I was overlooking the things that he was saying and he was telling me over and over again, I don't really think this is a good idea to get the house. I don't think it's a good idea. I th- I think we should be not dumping every single cent that you just made. You just made like $200,000 in a month. You have that in your bank account and you're just going to get rid of all of it and put it into a house and you're going to be broke. I didn't care. Like, I wanted the house so bad that I didn't give a shit that I was completely broke and I just spent all my money. Like, that's how crazy I was about the house. (laughs) And my partner's like, hello, wake up. And I was just getting frustrated at him for even telling me this. Because, like, I want the house. And if you tell me I I shouldn't have the house, like, I'm going to be mad at you. And so he was like, okay, you know what? I'll support you in getting the house. But he's like, I'm just letting you know, like, it's more powerful to put your money towards the online business. Like, legendary lady, what what is your message for the world? Like, that is going to get you so much farther than dumping it all into a damn house and it's all gone. Like, we could have done so much virtually with our website, with our business, with $200,000. Just crazy. We could have done so much. Um, And yes, I do regret that. I do kick myself in the ass for that. But at the same time, I know I did this whole thing with the house, with my client, because I needed to learn something really valuable. I needed to learn something really important. And if I didn't learn that, I wouldn't be able to share this message with other people, with women, um, about the importance of 
boundaries, inclusion, communication, all this stuff. So I'm grateful that I experienced that. I'm grateful that I went through all this shit because I wouldn't have the story to tell. I wouldn't be able to inspire people. And you know what? I would have done it in some other way. If I didn't do it with the house, I would have done it in another way. And, you know, I'm glad that I made such drastic choices very quickly because I got over that that hump really quickly too. And I didn't do it, you know, later on down the line when I'm 40 or 50 and make all these mistakes. Like, I did it, I got the house when I was 27, I just turned 29, like, I'm glad that I did this all being so young. Because I know that my future is just going to be so much better because I'm not, I'm not wondering I'm not still, like, in this state of curiosity, wondering, like, oh, you know, my, I should trust my clients with my whole entire life. You know, that's the thought I had before, is I trusted everyone. I just trusted my clients. I trust all these people. And that is definitely not the right way to approach things. You have to earn trust, And I learned all about how important it is to earn trust. And you have to put up a boundary so that people know that they have to earn your trust. They have to work for it. They cannot just pay me X amount of dollars for me to trust them. That is not how it works and it never will. You cannot pay me for anything like that. That is earned. You have to work with your physical mind and physical body to get there, to have my trust. To have my love, to have my care, you have to work for that. And in the past, before I got the house, I didn't think like that. I was so infatuated by money that I overlooked it. Um, So that's it. That's my story. And I hope this inspired you to make better choices in your life, to really look more deeply into things because I know how exciting it can be to have new and beautiful things to to see your dreams come to life. However, moving too quickly on my dreams, on our dreams, can backfire. It's better to go slow, to be more aware, to look more deeply into the whole situation versus to just do everything all at once rush into it all and then deal with the mistakes it's better to face those challenges in the forefront and so they're not coming up later after you've already made lots of commitments after you've taken a lots of taken on lots of financial responsibilities that's not a good time to realize things it's good to do that first And also another thing too that I learned is to consider, to consider my partner, my love that is here with me, supporting me, to really listen to him. You know, I was so excited about the house. I was ignoring what he was saying. I was trying to avoid what he was telling me. That was very true. And now I wish I would have listened to him. But like I said, I'm also grateful that I went through this whole thing because I wouldn't know the things that I know now if I didn't. Um, 
So considering my, my partner, Zach, and li like listening to him and knowing that, you know, he's a part of this too. He lives with me. He's in relationship with me. The choices that I make also affect him. So, you know, when I was thinking only about the house, I was being a bit selfish. I was being a bit self-centered and selfish and not thinking about the repercussions of what this might do to him. <sighs> what I'm doing right now is I'm in the process of filing for bankruptcy. I'm clearing the slate. I'm starting over and I'm walking away from the house. So I have no idea what's going to happen to the house. I have no idea if, you know, it's going to catch on fire. I have no idea. It, it, it's probably going to foreclose if the co-owner doesn't show up and, and work through anything with me in selling it. Um, so that I made that tough choice of like, yeah, I'm going to have all this stuff on my record. It's going to look like shit, but it's worth it. It's worth my health, my sanity, my mind. You know, it's worth all of these things. My, my feelings of safety. And I don't care about bankruptcy and foreclosure. I really don't because I am more important than any of that. And I know that when I let go, it's going to create more room in my life for something so much better. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Jerry Springer <laughs> and you took something very valuable from it and that the next time you have big decisions to make that you make those choices wisely. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at legendary.lady. <laughs>